0: The FCS College Football Experience. Top ten FCS vs. FBS matchups of 2023 on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Yes, dominate the summer with an amazing pair of shorts in a free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at BirdDogs.com pool. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash pool. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Let her ride. Oh man, I'm excited to uh, to to take off with this thing. As you know, last well the past two years, I was doing FCS episodes strictly on the college football experience. Uh, Now we have our own feed. We'll be going live each and every week. And uh, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, AKA Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but now nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, it was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Yes, yes! Oh man I'm excited to bring you guys this show uh, look we had great numbers the past two years doing that on the college experience we talking FCS and now we can go all the way in preview conferences talk about the the race to Frisco Texas We're gonna do all that good stuff and I can't wait like I said I am honored to, to be a part of this and today I figured we would start things off with, uh, our top 10 FCS versus FBS matchups. And, uh, you know, then, like I said, in the coming weeks, we're going to preview all of it. The, you know, from the SWAC to the pioneer league, to the SOCON to the CAA and so on and so on and so on. Obviously. Uh, obviously, you know the uh, the big sky, the Missouri Valley, such such uh, as South Dakota State won the FCS championship a season ago, and uh, man, I mean, we just have a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. We're gonna talk all about it as uh, I'm gonna bring on in a minute here my co-host. I think he just dropped out, but. Uh, first I want to tell you that the FCS College Football Experience is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Yes, Bird Dogs make you look good. Yes, Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Think about uh, I don't know, Schwarzenegger in uh intra fucking uh, commando, right? Look, he's out there, he's got the, you know. Uh, he's got to just he's, he's, uh, every girl. What's a what's a piece of Schwarzenegger? All right, back then, eighty five. Now I don't think so. But uh, you know, uh, it's gonna make you look like like you're hopping on that boat going to that island to uh to find your daughter and destroy a whole fucking army. All right, so uh, look, bird dog shorts. Uh, they they do the exact same things as all the other shorts, but they fit way better. All right, they fit way better than regular shorts that are. Old and stiff and restricting cotton, um, yeah, they fit better than than regular shorts. And look, Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric. It looks just like hackies, but stretches so it's way slimmer fit without having uh, to sacrifice all that movement. All right, Bird Dog uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you uh, cool and and dry. All smelling like you know like a rose all day long. You're gonna be fine for. I mean, it's just come on. Uh, let me repeat anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. I can barely say that anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. That thing is fantastic. And like I said, you know, sometimes you're out, you're enjoying life too much. You, maybe you didn't sh- throw in a shower in the morning. Maybe you had, you tied one on last night and next thing you know, you got to be at a, a function, you know, family reunion. You don't want to smell. You don't want to smell like uh, you know, Vin Baker so you uh, hop on over there, and uh, boom, you're good. Put on your bird dog shorts. Go to birddog.com/pool. Enter the promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Um, and uh, yeah, here we are, uh, folks. So look, uh, we have we have gone. all the way to listing our top 10 FBS versus FCS matchups. I say we, because my co-host, uh, I don't know what's happening with his internet, but uh, we both made lists. I i want to argue with him uh, just, I haven't seen it yet, but I like arguing and I know that we're going to have something going here. Shout out to the chat, by the way, oink oink in the chat saying, uh, Iowa state versus Northern Iowa probably isn't on the list, but I could see you and I winning. We'll see buddy. We'll see about that. We're going to talk about that. What I think shout out to Danye Johnson. Cause my guys, sorry. I'm not here every day like before, but trust before week one, I will be back every night. Keep grinding. Shout out to Danye Johnson. Heck of a good guy. Look, it's okay. We understand life, you know, shit happens in life, but we welcome you back at any time. Um, yeah. I'm super excited for this FCS season. Really. When you think about it, when you think about all the, uh, all what we got going, we got obviously South Dakota state finally beats North Dakota state. Fascinating, right? Uh, you know, North Dakota state had been big brother for so long. Uh, and, and now we, you know, they have their own adversity because Stiegelmeyer retires their head coach. So they got a loaded roster. They're favored to win the, the national championship again, but Guess who might be in their way? It might be the North Dakota State Bison. That rivalry continues to uh, continues to heat up. But I love some of the other stories. And if you follow FCS football, like myself, you know I love the development of the Holy Cross Crusaders and Matthew Saluka and what they've been doing. Uh, you know, I thought they gave South Dakota State probably the biggest test of of uh, the postseason last year in in Brookings. I think it was a tie game going into the fourth quarter. I love that, that storyline. I want to see, you know, they don't even work on football scholarships, but they're kicking ass. All right. Beating two FBS teams in a row. They beat what Buffalo at Buffalo last year out of the Mac and uh, the year prior, they beat the Yukon Huskies. They, they got two FBS teams on the schedule. We'll see if we'll we'll talk about them in a minute, but I am I'm very excited to watch that development. Um, There's just a lot of, of, of great storylines. You can go conference by conference. Like I said, we're going to go conference by conference and preview all these with episodes, um, Delaware. I see Delaware's throwing a bunch of money into their football program, uh, building onto their stadium. Can the blue hens now that James Madison's out of the CAA, uh, can the blue hens, you know, be the dominant team. I know they've had such a great football history back to the days, rich Gannon, but it, it, uh, you know, last year they kind of struggled. Got, you could argue they got gifted, uh, and uh, you know, that, that birth to the FCS playoffs. Cause I know they had that win against the Navy midshipmen to open the season, but they had their struggles down the stretch where the blue hens found themselves in the playoffs and they went to Brookings and got destroyed. And meanwhile, that's a perfect example of why college football is amazing. They got all the scholarships. They got meanwhile, Holy cross doesn't, and Holy cross all, uh, played much better in Brookings against uh, the likes of South Dakota state than Delaware. Uh, Some of the other storylines, obviously uh, I'm always, uh, you know, the big sky um, is always really, really entertaining to me having, uh, you know, Montana, Montana state, that rivalry and the brawl of the wild, uh, but also some of the other teams, Weber state, you know, obviously replacing a coach Sacramento state, replacing a head coach. You know, there's a lot of uh, question marks within each conference that I find compelling. And I'm excited in the coming weeks to talk about it. Um, uh, Campbell Campbell's that's a team that's a team that I'm super. They've been recruiting Mike Mentor, the former Nebraska Cornhuster cornerback and, and Green Bay Packer and Carolina Panther. He has been recruiting at such a a high level. You'll wonder only Jackson State was recruiting better than him. So will and then they were very active in the transfer portal this offseason. I am super interested to see uh, with the return of Hajmalik uh, Williams at quarterback if Campbell is going to be you know. Elite this year or not? They had a lot of close losses a year ago, but haven't lived up to that talent. Um, but I feel like that is one storyline. They they play in FBS. They play in FBS this year. Well, maybe we'll be talking about them in a little bit here. But uh, then you have in the SoCon, obviously, uh, you know SoCon. I love SoCon basketball. I love SoCon football. But you know the likes of Samford the likes of, uh, you know, Furman, I think is pretty loaded heading into this year. Um, always a fun time to talk. So con and then obviously Dion left Jackson state. How's that going to work out? You know, um, in regards to, in regards to, they still have a lot of talent. So are they just going to breeze through the swag? Are they going to be better perhaps? Who knows? Uh, but Florida a and M I think is going to be fun to take with And We're going to talk all about this conference by conference. And uh, also shout out to Frozo, Florida, A and M versus South Florida has to be on the list. Tune up uh, for the bulls before Bama. Um, I think, I think we might have something there. I think we might have something there. I'm just waiting a little bit of technical difficulty here, Um, but I I would say that one is certainly right there. So, um, and, and obviously South Florida, that's something I did highlight was the first year coaches, right? The first year coaches on the FBS side on my top 10, the, the, the top 10 FBS head coaches, I'm sorry, the top 10 games for FCS against FBS. A lot of them, I think you have to factor in the fact that new coaches are implementing new systems. They got a brand new team transfers, all this, all this stuff. So uh, I will say out of my top ten. I have wait one. I have one, two, I have two new coach scenarios. So the FBS team is in brand new coach. thought I would have more than that. I made a list of 85, but, uh, and there was a lot of them, but we'll talk, we'll talk more about that. Hopefully we get everything going here in the the coming minutes here. Um, But yeah, FCS football, it's here to stay the FCS college football experience. Subscribe folks, wherever you get podcasts at. Remember we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And yeah, I'm I'm super excited for the season as I am every year. Football junkies, FCS football, in my opinion, is just as good as the FBS. If you love the, I'm not saying from a talent level, I'm saying they have a better playoff than the F than the FBS, even with the FBS going to 12, the FCS playoffs much better and then they have some just gigantic, uh, you know, rivalry games that if you dive into the FCS, I think can, can, can match the tops of the FBS. So anyway, uh, we're going to get to it, Um, but uh, I don't know what is happening with the technical difficulties here, but uh, anyway, how about we hop into it right now? I will hop into my top 10 uh, FCS. On FBS college football games and uh, look, my guy Mike Rose, who I know is having some technical difficulty down in Florida, um, we'll figure it out. Um, anyway, um, number ten. Let's jump into this thing. All right, get some fucking Dundee music going. Sometimes the show doesn't go exactly the way you think, and you got to call an audible. Omaha Red Forty Seven. Red Forty Eight, I think it is actually but uh, here we go. I would say number 10 to me is uh, man. I hesitate on this one back and forth, um, but I got Indiana state at ball state. All right. Indiana state at ball state is an interesting one because these teams, uh, I know Indiana state, you say, well, they were terrible season ago, Kobe. Why would you, why would you say this when you know how terrible they were a year ago? Um, but they, they gave North Dakota state a test first off. All right. That would be, that would be my first answer. I I do understand that this is a team that was what, like, uh, I think they went two and nine. I almost said two and 10 Uh, and they won their first game in overtime uh, against North Alabama. And then they went on a gigantic losing streak until uh, November, November 12th, when they beat Western Illinois. But don't panic. This team, yes, they lost 56, nothing to Purdue, but this is ball state. And I love where they catch ball state because Indiana state, uh, first off Muncie, Indiana and Terry Haute, not that far away. They're both. I love anytime you get the in-state battles. And I think the TV execs uh, sometimes forget about this, that that's what makes college football so great, but um, ball state catches. Ball State has this crazy opening two game schedule there at Kentucky and then at Georgia. Y- you didn't realize this but Ball State uh joining the SEC. So after playing Georgia on Saturday, September 9th, which will probably be a body blow game, they got to take on Indiana State at the Shoe. I think this can be a game. I really think this could be a game and uh yeah, I think uh the Sycamores can can really they're they're capable of winning this like i would be curious i would i'm sure the the line would still be like double digits but i think indiana state just the fact it's a little brother angle fcs little uh, fcs taking on uh ball state of the fbs i think this is a game and that is my number 10 game uh fcs against fbs on potential for the fcs to win the game um so and I'm curious, I'm looking up the history right now, as far as how many times these teams have played that this goes back to 1924 ball. State has a 38 to 24 all time lead, but look, the last time they played now, granted, this is, this is uh what? Nine years ago. Uh, Ball state lost. <laughs> ball state lost this game nine years ago, 27, 20 in Muncie. That's why this game is awesome. And uh, look, before that though, they did have a, uh, they had a six game win streak, but some close calls in there. So that is my number 10. I do think that is a live dog, uh, Indiana state out of the Missouri Valley conference to win that game. Then we jump over to uh to good over good old uh, look Florida, a and M South Florida. We just touched base on this Alex Galesh coming into uh, to South Florida. Uh, I think it was a decent hire, but we thought Jeff Scott was a decent hire previously and and Jeff Scott struggled. I do think uh Galesh is probably a better hire than Scott uh judging by the other uh Clemson assistants that got gigs. Uh Venables had a losing season Tony Elliott really struggling haven't necessarily been on fire. Galesh comes from Josh Heupel. I think it's going to be easier to implement their offense uh that they 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 like in Tampa. I just saw South Florida, by the way, shout out to South Florida. They got that new, all that money coming in into Tampa. But yeah, I, I would say that uh, Florida A and M is a very liable. I mean, South Florida only won one game a season ago and you bring in Florida A and M and I don't know if you guys caught Florida, Florida A and M at Chapel Hill last year against North Carolina. They gave North Carolina all they could handle. So uh, you're telling me Florida A and M who brings back a lot of that team. If anything, they actually got some guys in the portal that make me think they're going to be even better this year for head coach Willie Simmons, former Clemson quarterback, by the way. Uh, But look, you go back and look at Florida A&M season a year ago, the 56, 24 is what you'll see when you see the North Carolina score. That was a lot closer for a little bit, man. That was one I think everybody was thinking, wow, could they pull this thing off? Um, But then after that, they went on a, uh, they, they lost to Jackson state at, at, at hard rock. They got waxed by Jackson state actually. But then after that, they won every game that year. So I think they're going to be better this year. They have the former Vander- Vanderbilt quarterback Musa. Musa, uh, watch out, man. Now here's the thing: it's not a Week One matchup. If it was Week One, I think I would have this even higher. But it's Week Two. Still, early season, first year coach against Florida a and I love this matchup. Florida A&M, South Florida. Give me the rattlers as a potential live dog in Tampa, especially at Raymond James. There's a uh, South Florida is building a stadium on campus, which is long overdue. They have like no fans that show up at T- in Tampa. I feel like it's like 20% full. So that even adds into, I think the odds of you pulling the upset. I wonder if Florida A&M fans will actually go there as well. I mean, uh, that could be an interesting, an interesting angle there but that is one for sure on my list. I think it is the number nine most likely to happen. Most likely upset to happen. uh, FCS against FBS. Let's fucking go. Um, At number eight, I will jump over to this is one I'm really intrigued to see because um, well, Biff Pogi starting the program at uh, the Charlotte 49ers. Shout out to Biff Pogey. Um, but Charlotte was awful. Charlotte lost to an FCS last year. William and Mary, the tribe, Mike London, who made the FCS playoffs, uh, went down to the Charlotte to the clits and uh, won by, I think, 17, if memory serves me correct. At Biff Pogey. Now that was Will Healy's team. Biff Pogey is the new head coach. I do believe this team's going to be a lot tougher. And I thought they've been pretty active in the portal, bringing talent down to, to Charlotte. However, South Carolina state is not that bad. They're not that bad. Um, over the, just two years ago, they were in the celebration bowl uh, and they, they upset Deontay Anderson, Jackson state with a, with a, with a very talented roster, you know? Um, so when you tell me game one, I think, think this is our game two. When is this? Let me pull up the schedule. Um, when you tell me that uh, Charlotte is going to be playing Biff Pogi era beginning, which, you know, any coach starting a brand new era, it takes sometimes towards till November for them to really catch what you're trying to do offensively defensively. So um, I think that is an interesting angle. Uh, for this game, for this matchup as the Charlotte 49ers are taking on the, uh, oh, there we go. I think we might even have them. Do we got them? Um, Are we live? Are we live? I think we're struggling. I think we are struggling here, but uh, look, you know, who's going to be struggling is the Charlotte 49ers. I think when South Carolina state takes on them, um, look, South Carolina state is just a team that I think I saw them play at South Carolina. I want to say it was on a Thursday night a year ago. And I, I just thought despite that game, they got blown out. I thought they, they looked the part. They looked like a team that could beat a shitty FBS team. And what is Charlotte? Charlotte is a shitty FBS team. So I think South Carolina state is very capable of the upset. I know that they were just three and eight last year and they lost by 46 to UCF and they lost uh, by 42 South Carolina, but they only lost by six to Florida a and M who I just alluded to was a good team last year. Uh, and you don't have to go that far back that you don't have to go that far back to realize that uh, this program, what the year before five and zero in the MIAC, seven and five. Uh, lost the, or beat Jackson State 31 10 in the celebration bowl. So I think uh, South Carolina State could give the Charlotte 49ers quite the game. When do they get them? Week two? Week two? Once again, anything in September where the where the FBS coaches are taking on the uh, you know, brand new F- FBS coaches are taking on decent FCS schools? I think uh, I think you got something. So uh, All right, moving along. And once again, my apologies. We were supposed to have two guests here, but uh some technical difficulties here on the college football experience, the FCS college football experience, which you should be subscribed to. We are available on YouTube, by the way, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend as we will be here all through this, the coming, the coming weeks, the off season talking FCS football. Uh, once again, when the when the season breaks down, we're going to go game by game talking FCS uh, and we'll preview every single conference and all the teams in it. So subscribe, tell a friend Frozo Niners have 40 transfers, upset alert. I'm telling you, man, f- uh, watch out. I'm telling you, Charlotte, I think Poji is a decent hire. I think he's going to make them good, but you get them week two. All right. You get him week two of his brand new era, his brand new regime. So I think if there's any time to get him, it's a year one, but September year one, that is why South Carolina state is a, is a live dog. I think come uh, come college football season. So let me jump over to my next game is uh, taking a shot on this one. New, new coaches are flying off the shelves here. This is the uh, This will be the third new coach that I have. Did I say two? I guess there's three Uh, Bryant, the bulldogs. Oh man. If you guys watched last year's Bryant, Florida international season opener. Oh man. Bryant got hosed. Bryant got absolutely hosed. Um, Let me, let me try to remember exactly what happened here. If memory serves me correct, Bryant had Florida international. They had the lead and Florida international was driving, I think to send the game to overtime. It was a fourth and 15 Florida international throws the ball over the middle, about 20 yards down the field receiver gets absolutely lit up by the safety, perfectly good hit, but just a violent hit, which is fucking football. Welcome to life, right? The guy drops the ball, but they called targeting. So Bryant should have won at Florida international, getting an FBS win bullshit targeting. In my opinion, absolutely bullshit targeting. Was it a hard hit? Yes, but come on. What the fuck? What are we doing to football? So anyway, Bryant is, uh, is taking on their heading to much like Raymond James stadium for some dumb reason, the UNLV running rebels said, we're not going to play at Sam Boyd anymore, which is a great stadium out in the desert. They should renovate in my opinion and, and stay there. They said, no, we're going to play at Allegiant or whatever this stupid fucking Raider stadium is. It looks like, looks like a, uh, I don't know. It looks like an office building, right? They're going to, they're going to play there where they can't even pack. Like, come on, man. This is such a bad idea. Yeah, I get it. Oh, your recruits are going to love the, the brand new stadium. Not when no one's in it. Cause you're never going to pack that thing. There's not that many UNLV fans in the fucking world. So Absolutely terrible decision to to, to I, I thought it, I actually believe it really affects their future as far as winning because they're never going to pack that thing they're never going to pack that thing which will, will on TV was going to look shitty so recruits are going to say yeah I don't know why would I want to play there and also guess what it's not a daunting home environment so your chances of winning are going to go down because it's not daunting if it's Sam Boyd where it's actually outdoors and hot as shit. Yeah. Sometimes you play at night, but that Vegas heat is real at night. And guess what? It can get cold in November. That's your advantage. And it's also a smaller crowd. So guess what? Uh, When your fans show up, they can actually pack the place, which actually makes it somewhat lit. It's a no brainer, but Barry Odom's the new head coach now at UNLV and you know, a lot of transfers leaving left and right as with every college football team, not name army, air force or Navy. And I think it just makes it somewhat of a compelling game when you have the likes of, you know, a brand new head coach, a team that's been ass, really the past 20 years, really since, uh, since John Robinson and Jason Thomas, if you remember those guys, Um, but yeah, this has been a, this has been a terrible program and year one, they had, they had an offensive coordinator. His name was Bobby Petrino. motorcycle road rash face, right? And guess what? After two weeks he left for the Texas a and M job. So now you have a scenario where um, a, you have a brand new head coach, but you also have two offensive coordinators hired already. Uh, I think Petrino was there two and a half weeks. Now, maybe that's not as big as a problem because you didn't even have spring ball with Petrino maybe, or maybe not. Maybe some more players transferred that, that Petrino brought in regardless. I don't think UNLV is very good. And now they're hosting Bryant in a strange game. Bryant's located in Rhode Island. This game's all the way in Las Vegas. I think Bryant's a live dog. You look at Bryant's season a year ago, underachieving, but they were in a lot of games. 4 and 7. 4 and 7, like I said they lose 38-37 in overtime to FIU in the season opener. They then lose to Rhode Island, who was a very good team in the FCS by 14. Rhode Island should have been in the FCS playoffs, not Delaware. Uh, then they went to Brown uh in the Ivy League and lost in double overtime by six. They uh they also lost by one to Charleston Southern, eight to Gardner Webb, who was an FCS playoff team, and seven by Holy Cross, who wasn't FCS playoff team. This team's a lot better than their fucking record. I know that, you know, they lost some players from a season ago, but I think Bryant is a complete live dog when they head to Vegas. Um, I'm excited. Can you imagine that? Wouldn't that be fantastic? I mean, I like Barry Odom. I have nothing against the guy, but I'm rooting for the Bryant Bulldogs in that filthy, filthy roller rink in Vegas. Hop in the chat. Feel free to talk to us. Jonathan Monday uh, says ECU is going 12 and 0. Well, this is the FCS version of the show, but uh, yeah, we play in FCS. We actually play a dangerous FCS. Or FCS, I can't even fucking talk. Uh the Gardner Webb running Bulldogs, who I just alluded to and this I'm going to go off on a tangent here just because the show is kind of ended up like this right now. But uh Gardner Webb uh is a very good FCS. Pay attention to Gardner Webb folks because they are I'm telling you. Like if you're an ECU fans need to pay attention to this game they need to pay attention to this game and same with Appalachian state fans, because uh, you look at Gardner Webb's performances against the FBS a season ago. I know they have a different team. I know some of their guys have been plucked and graduated, but they've also brought in something. And I'm just telling you I'm a little with ECU got destroyed in the portal. ECU going to win this game. I think, but I think that's a game. I think app state should be a little worried too. Because you go back, Gardner Webb lost by four at Coastal Carolina last year, Brook Stadium, right? Lost by four. They lost by six to Elon in the CAA. Elon was an FCS playoff team. Uh they lost to Marshall by 21. Now that game was like 14 7 in the third quarter. I watched that game. Uh, and this was the big one. They played three power fives last year. So they lost to Coastal by four. They ended up losing to Marshall 28 to seven, 21 point loss, but it was not a 21 point game. Then the Liberty flames Liberty who Hugh freeze just got hired away at Auburn. This is back on October 15th. Liberty won 21 to 20 telling you Gardner Webb can play. I touched on Mike Minter and how well he's recruiting at uh, Campbell. Well, guess what? Campbell lost to Gardner webb. A year ago, Gardner Webb made the playoffs. Not only did they make the FCS playoffs, they beat Eastern Kentucky in the FCS playoffs before they lost to William and Mary in the second round. I think App State and ECU need to watch out. It didn't make my top ten list, but watch out, Gardner Webb's got a pretty good team. They could they could be a they could be a dangerous. I wouldn't be surprised if they bit if they bit one of us. So something, something to note there, as we talk about it in the chat, feel free to hop in and talk about your FCS squad. I can, I can add one, this thing. Let's go um, next up in my top 10 teams. So just to recap right now, my number 10 FCS team to beat the, uh, to beat an FBS team is Indiana state beating ball state. My number nine is Florida A&M beating South Florida. My number eight is South Carolina state beating Charlotte. My number seven is Bryant beating UNLV. And then my number six, comes with, I mean, number six, I might've put this too far back on the list. This, this might be need to be higher, but Holy Cross is taking on army. And as I alluded to Holy Cross, I think they're 25 and five in the past three football seasons. Watch out. Cause they bring back everybody not everybody, but a lot, a lot of the team is back. Matthew Saluka is like Tim Tebow 2.0. And guess what? Army's got to do. Army a was six and six a season ago but they are ditching the triple option for the shotgun. Yes. They're going to be running shotgun option. I guess it still could technically be a triple option, uh, but I think the crusaders of Holy cross and the way that they play defense and the way that they bang, watch out. That's all I'm saying. Watch out because Holy cross, I mean, they, they've proven it already. They have two FBS wins in the, they're two and zero against the FBS in the past two years. They almost beat the team that won the national championship. It was tied in the fourth quarter. So when you tell me Holy Cross is going to Mikey Stadium to take on Army, which by the way, love thank you, scheduling. Thank you, scheduling. I love, I love all this in in, in state stuff. I love Gardner Webb taking on app and ECU. I I even I don't mind the South Carolina State Charlotte thing because it's right there. Um, but the other ones Indiana State, Ball State, Florida AM South Florida. Bryant, UNLV makes no fucking sense. But the other ones I love because you got the little brother angle. The team that says you can't, oh, you're not good enough to come up there. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So, Holy Cross, though, Holy Cross Army, you don't have necessarily the little brother thing, but you just have a regional bet matchup between two very historic, very historic college football programs. If you know the history of both, both have been fucking great over the, you know, historically. So, I think army uh, could lose this game for sure. I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if Holy cross was favored, depending on how army does out of the gun. Now here's the only thing this is on Saturday, November 11th. This is not a September game. So by the time that rolls around, maybe they're more fluid out of monk and shotgun approach and things are working out, or maybe it's just not working out and Holy cross beats the hell out of them. Either way, I would not be surprised if Holy cross wins this game. Yes. Yes. I would not. I wouldn't be surprised. They want to buy double digits. That's how good Holy Cross is. So watch out folks. Um, Next up is uh, my uh, what? Number five. I think it is. Well, actually, before I read that or tell you that, let me, uh, let me get us paid here. I want to tell you that the FCS college football experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. Underdog Fantasy, best ball mania is back. All right. And under underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Yes. Uh, look, underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. Cause it's summer right now, but also when college football season rolls around, they have that going too. And I always play that. Uh so many ways there's so many ways to win over at uh, underdog and 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 they're active in so many states. You got to check them out. Head over to underdogfantasy.com, use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. At number 5, stay alive. Number 5, I actually this is one where I could be really wrong. All right, and ho- I I'll be honest, the holy cross Holy Cross has probably better odds than this, but I could see a scenario. so I like Timmy Chang. Um, we're June Jones podcast here. June's been on the show. Great guy. We want Hawaii football to be great. like we we love I love Hawaii football. I really do. like one of my favorite programs growing up, being able to catch them back when they had. You know Paul Johnson as the offense coordinator, and then uh, Dick Tomey and stuff, and then uh, that transferred over to uh, you know later years with June Jones, and then Rolovich. Um, But let's be honest, they are fighting a lot of things. You know, they're fighting to fight to get a stadium built. They're fighting just uh, you know a lot of a lot of they have a brand new athletic director. The last athletic director was fucking terrible. It seemed like they were trying to ruin football, in my opinion. They had their work cut out for them, but the Hawaii rainbow warriors, I I thought if you look back at last season, I thought they made a lot of improvements for being how bad they were to start the season, knowing the situation with recruits because everyone left when Todd Graham was there, everybody, even his son, Todd Graham's own son transferred out before he was fired and then he ended up getting fired. So you look back at Hawaii a year ago, they got uh, week zero. They got destroyed by Vanderbilt by 53 uh, Vanderbilt hasn't won by 53 ever. Probably um, they were getting beat left and right. They played Duquesne back on Saturday, September 17th, and they barely beat the Duquesne Dukes. I think it was like a seven or 10 point game, but I was impressed as the season went, went along. I thought Hawaii got a lot better. So that's why there's potential that I could be really wrong here. Uh, they went three and 10 last year, but I thought down the stretch really into October, into November, you look, um, I know they got just worked by Fresno, but go back. I thought after the bye week they turned a corner. They played San Diego state. They almost beat San Diego state at the snapper. They lost 16 to 14. That was a crazy game. Then they beat Nevada uh, on the Island. They almost beat Colorado state 1713 in Fort Collins then they, they, uh, they host Wyoming and Craig bowl and Craig bowl almost lost that game. They lose by seven. Uh, Hawaii does to Wyoming on the Island. They did get destroyed in Fresno, but then after that they took on Utah state only lost by seven. They beat UNLV uh, and then uh, they lost to San Jose state by 13, but they played a lot better. I thought as the season went along. So I thought to me, just Chang did a great job improving the roster as the season went along. So this is why it could be a blowout. But when I look at uh, week three, well, first off, Hawaii opens the schedule or opens the season in Nashville, Tennessee. That's a fucking far trip. Yes, they come back home, but they could play another power five when they come home in Stanford. Morale might be a little bit down after playing two power fives, and also knowing that you have Oregon on deck in Audson, but the Albany Great Danes and Reese Poffenberger come in the town. Look, Albany is an interesting team this year because I don't think they're as bad as like, you look back and you say, okay, the great Danes were three and eight last year, Colby. You're fucking a maniac for thinking they can come in the Hawaii and win dive into that. Some. And I thought getting Poffenberger back at quarterback, he's a good quarterback in the FCS. Watch out. That's all I'm saying. It's a far trip. That's what scares me. It makes no sense. Albany, Hawaii, I don't it's probably the furthest trip in college football this year. But Albany, five-point loss to New Hampshire, who was an FCS playoff team last year, three-point loss to Fordham, FCS playoff team last year. One point overtime loss to Hampton. Seven point loss to Monmouth, two-point loss to, to Villanova. Uh this team's not nearly as bad as the record indicates. I think Hoffenberger and Albany. Could give. I think they're bet. Look, Duquesne kept it close with Hawaii last year. I think Albany's a better football team than Duquesne, so watch out for the Great Danes on the island. I don't. I, I look. I don't want to root against Hawaii. I, as much as I love when the FCS beats the FBS, I love Hawaii. I want. I want Hawaii to get that win. But watch out. That's all I'm saying. Watch out. Next up at number four. This one. This one. I feel very good about the chances of this one. And Patty C is not available on this episode to talk about it, but, uh, folks, UVA and Tony Elliott—they're starting mom. We just talked Monmouth a second ago. Monmouth's starting quarterback Jimmy Yogo, Tony Musket is penciled in to be the day one starter for the Virginia. I, I know he's in a battle, but most publications have him as the starter for the, uh, for the Wahoos, for the Cavaliers when they uh, start the season Saturday, September second against the Tennessee Vols in Nashville. So I look at UVA schedule and I honestly say, who are they beating? Uh Brennan Armstrong's gone. He transferred out a lot of other players transferred out. I don't know that they brought in the type of talent that they previously had. And they weren't a good team last year. So when you tell me now this game is in October, but they do not get a buy before this game. This is after a road trip. And I think William and Mary can beat Mike London. A is former UVA head coach. It's personal for him. He also played at UVA. Um, I think William and Mary is a very, very live dog at Scott stadium. I might even make the, you you could make an argument. This should be number one. The only thing is it's a, a CAA against a P five, but fuck. I, I almost think you should, you should favor William and Mary when they head to Scott Stadium because Mike London and, and and they're just getting started at William and Mary. I felt like that was last year was their big turning point. They bring back a lot of guys on that team, so I think the tribe very capable of winning in Charlottesville. And I think UVA when you look at their schedule, it's it's hard to find the wins. So give me uh, William and Mary as my number four most likely uh, FCS win when they schedule the FBS this coming fall. Curious. Uh, any of your guys takes on that in the chat, feel free to fire away. Um, but next up at number three, Oh, I love this game. This game needs to happen every year. In my opinion, you put me in charge of college football, at least every other year. All right. I know we only have 12 games to schedule, but when the Salukis and the Huskies get together, two dogs, Southern Illinois against uh, Northern Illinois. It just needs to happen now. Yes. You could talk me into if I, if Northern Illinois put Western Illinois on the schedule or Illinois state. Some I'm sure those are fun too, but I love the directional Illinois battle. The Salukis, by the way, beat Northwestern at Northwestern last year. So it's no wonder why I have them number three on the list because they're fucking good. They're good. Um, And they head to DeKalb to take on Northern Illinois. Now Northern Illinois still has Rocky Lombardi related to the great Vince Lombardi, but, and he's been in college 75 years, but um, Northern Illinois went, they won the Mac two years ago, but last year they only won three games. I think it's going to be a game. I think it's going to be a game. I think I really want to watch this game. I think this is one that I want to see more than maybe every game on the list that I've mentioned so far because of the directional battle, Oh man. I think, I think Southern Illinois might even need to be favored depending on how well What they, when do they meet? I think this is a week one matchup. Let me just double check that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this is a, uh, this is one where watch out. If you are a fan of the Huskies and welcoming in this, this really good FCS team out of the Missouri Valley that I know they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they were right there until they almost made the playoffs like the week before. And they're a good, good football team. Um, so, uh, what, what week is this? Well, let's just bear with me here for a second as I try to load this up. So first off last year, Northern Illinois only beat Eastern Illinois by by seven Eastern Illinois is terrible. Tony Romo's not walking through that door. Now they got to go ahead and take on uh week. Uh, oh, it's week two. Okay. That's even better though, because it's sandwich. It's their first home game, man. You could make the case that both teams have harder opponents because Southern Illinois plays Austin P week one, who is an FCS playoff contender. So you can make a case. They're better than Northern Illinois as well. You look back at uh, the Suki season a year ago. Yes. It was not the way that man, they had some close calls too, man. They had, oh man, this is a brutal one here. Look at this schedule. They beat Northwestern in, 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 Evanston by seven, beat a big 10 team, their losses besides the incarnate word game, which was a ass whooping three point loss to Southeast Missouri. who was good. uh, Three point loss to South Dakota. One point loss to Northern Iowa, three point loss to North Dakota state, seven point loss to Youngstown state. (laughs) This team was almost undefeated. <laughs> no, not undefeated, but eleven and one or ten and one. I think Southern Illinois is going to go into DeKalb and win, folks. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, then we have at uh, number two. I don't think Nevada is very good. The Idaho Vandals almost beat Washington State last year. They had them on the ropes, and you know they were starting a freshman quarterback, brand new coach. They're a lot better this year. This is year two. Mm. I can buy into I can buy into Idaho going into Reno. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Idaho's winning in Reno, Nevada this year. I get it, Ken Wilson, year two. He's a Mike Leach guy. We're a Mike Leach podcast. Rest in peace. I think Idaho's better than Nevada. I think Idaho's going to beat the shit out of Nevada. I actually think they could win by double digits. So the Idaho vandals, not number one for me though. Well, maybe it should be number one. Now that I think about it because number one for me is Merrimack taking on UMass. UMass was just so bad last year that it's hard to not have them in your top five because uh, they have to show me some signs of life before I would ever consider taking uh taking UMass here but um Merrimack's not terrible so I think there's certainly a chance maybe I mean what would this what would you set this line at I would wonder Merrimack was eight and three a year ago one of those losses was an overtime loss to Harvard um I think Merrimack's might even deserve to be favored. I don't know. Don Brown though. I, I do trust Don Brown's a good coach. Year one. He gets out of the the way at UMass. Uh, I do expect them to make some type of improvement soon, but I mean, based off of last year, Mary UMass, I think you favor Mary There you go. That's my top 10 just outside of the top 10 Northern Iowa at Iowa state. As we alluded to those, my number 11 game. I still think those games are wild. Go back and watch the last one. I think Iowa State even went to the Big Twelve Championship that year, but they almost lost to uh, Northern Iowa in the season opener. That game is going to be fucking awesome. Every time they play, they should play every year, uh, or rotate between Iowa and Iowa State. That should be that should be the rule. Um, Rhode Island taking on Georgia State, I think, it's a very dangerous game. Sean Elliott might be fired at Georgia State. You want to know a? Uh, you want to hop in the express lane to getting fired? they lose that. If they lose that game to Rhode Island week one, Kasim hills, still the quarterback of Rhode Island. He has been in college uh, for 30 years. Um, But those are my top 10. I also did write down the top 10 FBS versus FCS. I'm sorry. Power five versus FCS upsets that I thought were, were, were possible. I could rattle those off for you right now. Number 10, South Carolina state at Georgia tech, number nine, Furman at South Carolina. Watch out for Furman this year. Number eight, Howard, the bison heading to Northwestern. I had to put that because Northwestern loses to an FCS seems like every year. Uh, Number seven, Northern Arizona at Arizona. I understand it. Arizona's a lot better than they were two years ago, but the last time these teams did play two years ago, it was Jed fish at Arizona and he did lose to Northern Arizona. I know Northern Arizona lost a lot last year, but I love this directional game. I think it's still possible. You know, I, I get it. They lose Martinez, the quarterback, he transferred to Baylor, but an AU is respectable. Big sky is tough competition. I understand Arizona has Jaden DeLara. I understand that offense is much, much better and they've been recruiting much better. I'm probably Arizona will probably win by two touchdowns <clears throat> or three touchdowns this year, but it's still got to be in there. Uh, Number six is Iowa or Northern Iowa, Iowa state. Number five is Eastern Kentucky, Cincinnati. This is an interesting one here because you have, this is the first game of the Satterfield era. Cincinnati lost a shit ton of players in the the portal, Eastern Kentucky, a playoff team in the FCS a year ago, beat an FBS in Bowling green a year ago. Eastern Kentucky wants to be in the FBS. I see opportunity and they also get Kentucky on the schedule. I didn't put that in the top 10, but Eastern Kentucky. You want to go FBS? You can prove it this year. If you, if you win a couple of these games, number four, though, Sacramento state at Stanford. This one's interesting. Cause Troy Taylor's the former coach of Sacramento state last year, uh, took them to the FCS playoffs. He jumps over to Stanford uh, where, you know, it's a bit of a project. I think what he's walking into. So I don't know necessarily uh, how well, I think he's a good football coach, but <clears throat> I don't know if he'll have it ready in year one. Meanwhile, the defensive coordinator from Sacramento state, Jody Sears is taking over as head coach. Well, guess what he knows. He guess what he practiced against Troy Taylor's offense all last year. Uh, so when you tell me they're playing each other, I say, man, that could be a sneaky, good game. And he had been at South, you know, he's been, he was the DC. Uh, for a long time. So uh, um, did I say Jody, Jody Sears? No, I think I, I think I said the wrong name there. Um, Anyway, uh, Sacramento state. Did I say that it was Andy Thompson, I think was, was, was the the new head coach. I'm i I'm a fucking idiot. Um, But uh, anyway, he is the new head coach of um, the defense coordinator. So my apologies on getting the name incorrect there, but uh, yeah, Andy Thompson takes over as DC. He, he faced Troy Taylor all uh, last year and I think a couple of years since 2019. So he's going to know that offense and know what, what he's going to want to do. And I think from a talent perspective, they might be at similar levels. So watch out for that game at number three, the Idaho Vandals taking on the Cal golden bears. That is one I touched on Idaho. I think they're going to beat Nevada in Reno. Uh well Cal is a lot better than Nevada but it's where they catch so Cal plays Auburn the week before imagine if they beat Auburn in Berkeley they're gonna think they're awesome and then they're gonna think oh we have a little tune up game before we head to Seattle to take on Washington well uh, Idaho's very good they almost beat Wazzu last year they they put a scare in Indiana for a little bit too watch out <clears> That number two is Holy Cross going to to Boston College it's a long time rivalry game hasn't been played in a while but this they played for fucking years. Boston college is replacing a lot. Holy cross is very good. We've proven that already on this podcast. So that game is a very sneaky one to me. Um, At number one, though, is William and Mary, Virginia. Now some of the item mentioned, um, I already talked to William and Mary, Virginia. I think William and Mary should probably be favored. Some of the were mentioned to me is Campbell taking on North Carolina. Interesting game, but Drake may and Carolina been recruiting well with Mac Brown. They should be fine. But hey, Campbell's talented. They're more talented than your normal FCS school. Uh, I found Duquesne West Virginia <clears throat> interesting because Duquesne is in, located in Pittsburgh. You get that little backyard brawl junior going on. I know Duquesne wasn't uh, great last season, but two years ago they weren't that bad. So maybe may Neil Brown. You want to get fired very fast. Lose that game. Uh, UC Davis taking on Oregon state. Dan Hawkins does a great job at UC Davis. However, I'm just high on Oregon state this year. So I think normally that would be in the top 10, but I think Oregon state's going to be really good. Alabama A&M is taking on Vanderbilt. That is one I just put there cause Vanderbilt's on the list. I kind of think Vanderbilt showed drastic improvement last year under Clark Lee's second year, Alabama A&M actually struggled without a, a keel glass. They had a losing season <clears throat> a year ago. So that is one, uh, where I think, you know, you put it on there cause it's Vandy Abilene Christian taking on Texas A&M. Now I highly doubt this happens, but hear me out. This is a November game. What happens if Jimbo Fisher's fired before this game and everyone quit on the team. That's how Abilene Christian gives them a game. Probably not going to happen. Probably Abilene Christian probably lose by 50, but you never know. And my final one on the list is Samford at Auburn because Auburn breaking in a new coach Hugh strip club freeze. Samford can sling that rock. They have Florida found out about that a couple years ago and Samford put up like 48 points or something on them in the swamp. So watch out, watch out Auburn. Uh, Those are my top. That's my honorable mentioned. I also have, which games do I want to see most upsets before we get out of here? And once again, apologies. We were supposed to have a co-host. Shout out to oink oink. Idaho has the coolest dome. He says, well for domes, sure, but fuck domes. All right. Um, And oink oink saying Western Illinois was good when Don Patterson was their head coach in the gateway conference. But since uh, you know, and they're moving conferences again, the leathernecks as they leave the Missouri Valley and head for the OVC. Uh, All right. Look, I want to talk. Wh- what games do I want to see the most? Which FCS upsets on FBS teams? would I want to see the most, obviously any of the ones against power fives are very appealing to me, but when I see Georgia Southern who ditched the triple option and I'm still mad at that hosting the Citadel who still runs the option, that would be the game that I would prefer to see an FCS team win the most. So give me Citadel beating Georgia Southern. That's the one that I'll be rooting for most. After that, I actually think it's probably Notre Dame's never played in FCS. They welcome Eddie George and Tennessee state. That one's pretty high up there for me. I think that'd probably be like not number two but probably three or four. If Eddie George and Tennessee state come into South Bend and win, that would be fucking hilarious. It's not going to happen, but if I had to go with which ones I want to see, That would be great. Imagine that we've only played one FCS ever, but we lost. Come on. That would be like App State, Michigan, Uh, Eastern Kentucky against Kentucky. Let's admit it. I thought about Eastern Kentucky against Cincinnati, Kentucky and Cincinnati right there. But no, if they could beat Kentucky there, Eastern Kentucky wants that FBS invite. If they can beat Kentucky, it'd be absolutely hilarious. Other ones that caught my eye, like, I would like to see Delaware beat Penn state. That would be fucking hilarious, but I don't think it's realistic with this year's Penn state team, but I would be Delaware. throwing a lot of money into their program, there's talk they want to go FBS who knows. But uh, yeah, obviously the other ones, the obvious ones, UT Martin, Georgia, Chattanooga, Alabama, but those are going to be 60 point. I think the Citadel Georgia Southern is a realistic expectation for maybe one that could actually happen. Although I have my doubts, Folks, this is episode one. If you couldn't tell, I mean, we've been doing, we've been covering the FCS for years on the college football experience, but that's mostly FBS based. Now we have our own feed. It's the FCS college experience. So you need to subscribe over there because we're going to be there each and every week talking FCS football. The preseason starts you know, I had my guy, Mike, uh, you know, my co-host ready to go. And uh, he had some power problems uh, in this, in the state of Florida Happens to us all can't blame him. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about our, uh, our conference races. Uh, Well, we'll probably go one by one releasing uh, episodes on conferences in the FCS uh, top 25 as well. So uh, we're going to talk all about it. want you to subscribe, tell a friend and uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed our top 10 FCS upsets on FBS and hopefully, uh, you know, a couple of these come true. Hopefully just not the ECU one. All right. Come on Gardner Webb. You know, actually, no ECU has got to fuck them up. Let's go folks uh, subscribe to the college football experience. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience but also subscribe to the college football experience, the FCS college football experience, the college basketball experience and the college baseball experience. How great is the college baseball season right now? That thing is a lot of fun. So subscribe to all those. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend. And then uh, what else do we got? Yeah, we got what, what else? USFL playoffs going on. I host the USFL gambling podcast. Check that out. Uh, sports gambling podcast, yes. Always check out them, the Godfathers, all right. And uh get the SGPN app. Come talk FCS football with us in the Discord, sports slash Discord. And I'm excited. I mean I I'm really excited that we have our own feed now. Let's get it going. The road to Frisco started today, baby. Let's fucking go. This is the FCS College Football Experience. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run,